Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond is brought to you by Spaces Philly. Check out the Spaces family of podcasts, including Both Sides, Lulu and Pop Date Night, Nerdgasm Talk, and No Gimmicks Needed on your preferred podcast platform, Spaces Philly, curating the culture. Now let's start the show. Here we go, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. I am your host, your resident female hip hop head, Nina, and my co host, Joe Franklin, aka Left Brain. Left Brain. Okay. All right. And we have a special guest here, Shanene Jenkins. Hey. AKA. <laughs> hey. AKA my sister. Mm hmm. Lisa. Mommy. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you gotta talk louder than that. Oh, do I? Yes, you do. I'm very quiet, so you a fucking lie. I, you know what? I mean, you know, she a lie. Yo. She, I mm. am a lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a lie. I'm very loud. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a lie. <laughs> I, I, I am. I am. That's how you know she loud. Uh, she just, she just. I'm allowed. Like not even. I'm loud. I'm allowed. <laughs> I am my own entity of loudness. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I got my own levels. My oh own levels. God. All right. Well, hip hop fact for the week. We actually did a show that we didn't get to finish, so I'm going to reuse my hip-hop fact. So, <laughs> hip-hop fact for this week's show. MC Hammer wants this Q-tip on his song, Break Him Off Something Proper, by saying, Q-tip couldn't flow if he was a river. I want y'all to sit with that and realize how you can't diss somebody. With a line that corny. At this moment, I thought of the tumbleweed. And was a river. Wow. I, you just can't do that. I, that that's pretty bad. Oh, you know what? But and it all stemmed because he thought that Q-Tip was dissing him on Check the Rhyme when he was just like, uh, "What you say, Hammer? Um, rap is not uh, pop if you call it that and stop." So he thought he was just coming at him, where he was more so coming at. Everybody calling hip hop and rap pop, but Hammer was mostly the face of it. So he took it as some kind of way, and then Q-Tip made a song coming back at him, and but then they supposedly squashed it. However, honestly, if somebody came at me with something that week, I wouldn't even respond. <laughs> Why entertain it? I would just be like, "Bro, fuck what you talking about." No, seriously. Like, couldn't flow if he was a river though. No, I'm not gonna lie. I'm petty. I'd have demolished him just because <laughs> petty as hell. After that line, I thought of the hood version of the tumbleweed, the black corner store bag that's always yes, that's always no just reason. yes, that it's always just floating, <laughs> just floating down the street. And I just be like, so why do y'all even take the bags? It's like bait. Just take, just no, just take what you t- you gonna take and go out the store. You don't need the bag, obviously, because that should just be bl- flowing <laughs> in the wind. Flowing, like, what are you yes. doing? But no, nah, if, if somebody came at me with that weak line, I'm going to demolish you. I'm going to spend five minutes demolishing you because I can. And I'm petty. I mean, you're right. That's 
that's a legitimate argument because I can't even admit it. There. Like I would have been like, that was so trash. I gotta trash you. But none of my <laughs> people. It was Amber. Like I can't, I can't even let Hammer think he got off on me. So I gotta that's do true. a five minute that's diss record. True. This is real because it is. It's I, MC Hammer. Like, like, what are you even doing? Parachute pants. Somebody with yes. parachute pants diss you? Oh, yeah, no. nah, that's nah. But the thing, like, <laughs> my thing true. was, Hammer is much in the same. Like, in the same vein of how people now really don't fuck with a lot of the new stuff, Hammer thought he was just doing something that was off the box that was, that was just different hip-hop. When, in all actuality, it was closer to uh, popular music than hip-hop. But I'm like, bro, you can't be but so much in your feelings if this is what you doing. Like, you, I mean, you had a cartoon and... and you was in like you was you was doing everything. How are you gonna be upset? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. You should have just kept getting this money. You should have paid his taxes. Yeah, sure. I don't even think that was. I think he was. He didn't have nobody managing his money properly. That's what that all was. Yeah, now he extra broke. Mm-hmm. See, there's broke and then there's MC Hammer broke. Damn. That's the joke. Damn. You know. Ouch. Yeah, because you know how people be like, I'm broke. Like mm-hmm. rich people be like, I'm broke. They not really broke. They no. not broke. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I'm going to give y'all an easy push to fader. So since you're new here, push to fader is where I play a song and you have to guess what the sample is. Okay, guys. This is very easy. Like if you don't get this, I might have to pause the podcast. And when it, we come back, they won't be here. It'd be biased. Oh, damn. So I'm gonna let that was you. Rude, but go ahead. I'm just being real. She gonna all right, I'm gonna play something now. Y'all should notice. All right. Okay. Computer love. I don't know why. I thought why I was computer saying. love? Because I was listening to Zap and Roger. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Okay. You want to speak it to the mic though? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. I told you it was easy. Mm. I had to come up with one on, one on the fly because the one I already gave you for the last episode, right. you knew. So, yes, that song is Lupe Fiasco, Around My Way, Freedom Ain't Free, from Food and Liquor 2. And it is obviously a sample of Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. Very easy, uh, easy clue today. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, we just want to move on through. I don't want to be sitting here for a minute like, oh, it's, no, I don't know. So I'll play you the original. I'm sorry, you guys. Because this is honestly the reason why I'll never make it to Spotify. Because I have licensed music in my pocket. (laughs) So, I enjoy it. So, we keep doing it. But, today, are we going to get, we're going to jump right into um, the cypher. Because we have a nice little debate. And uh, I don't want us to be here all night. So, let's drop the needle and start the cypher. Okay, all right. Today in the cipher, we are going to talk about 
Does legend status still exist in hip hop? And I know that sounds like a crazy question to ask, but I feel like the further and further we get down the line, the less and less what who we consider legend, all the people we consider legends matter to some of the newer generation. I'm not gonna say all because that's not true. Um, because a lot of I see a lot of artists. New and not necessarily old, but the ones who probably are not really in this for the love of the game. That don't really know the history. And sometimes seem like they don't care to know the history. I don't know if they're trying to be legends in the game. So I don't know if they uphold the legend status. So then we're going to also, in tying into that, we're going to talk about how do we keep the culture alive in one of the most fleeting eras to date. So, anybody want to start? No, I don't think that, uh, like, as far as legend status, I don't think it matters today because that word is thrown around so much. Mm-hmm. Legends and ghosts, they throw it around so much. It's like, True. the only legends they respect are the ones that are still active. They're going to call Jay-Z a legend because they just, they listen to him rap still. They're going to call Nas a legend because he's still active. But pe- mm-hmm. People like, I don't know, I think they do. I think a lot of them do. Um, Especially... The ones that are still lyrical. You talking about a Kendrick? He still acknowledged Nas. Oh yeah, yeah. I I said some of. I didn't say yeah. all of. They still do, but you have to be active. You can't be a you can't be a Kane. You can't be a Rakim. Or even if you're torn, you're not out there. You're not really active. You're not mainstream active. So I think it matters to an extent, but it's thrown around so much it doesn't mean anything. And as far as being a legend, most of them don't care about being a legend. Number one, because like I said, if you're throwing around a word so much, what does it really mean? And I mean, and then number two, the money. They want the money so bad that it's like, would you rather be a legend or get the money? Money's always the number one priority to kids nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right. it's like, today, do they, is it? No, not really. I don't really care. A lot of them are legends anyway. <laughs> Allegedly. Soldier Boy's a legend now. Bercy, we not. We not <laughs> just, I'm just I think, saying. I think we have to pause because when did Soldier Boy become no, a legend? No, 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 no. No, let me explain what I'm saying. If, you got to understand we, if we did, this podcast. I don't, I don't know when to take him serious. No. <laughs> no, I'm saying. Okay. To us, is he a legend? No. But if you're looking at the new school, let's take somebody that was born in like 97. I mean, she was born in 96, so uh, that's not really think, a great think, argument. No, think, no <laughs> think about it, though. Think about who broke YouTube. That's true. Look, we're going to talk about this in the B-side. Okay. We're going to get into Soldier Boy in the B-side. I'm just saying. But I understand what you're, like, where you're coming from with it, but for real, for real, I just... If you're talking about a, a legend as far as lyricists, no. But if you're talking about who's done what in the game, you can't really argue. But I feel done. like that's kind of the difference now like we look at it like legends are people who back in the day for us were lyricists Mm -hmm. who changed who changed the game Mm -hmm. who were pioneers but today i don't think that be like you said people say it so much it gets thrown around so loosely i don't think it means as much as it once did no absolutely and i also don't think that even if it we do have legends or people who respect legends they don't respect them or hold them in that higher regard for the same reason we did which is going to happen for almost every generation i just feel like it's it's really frustrating especially in hip-hop because you don't see this like i can't say you don't see this because i hate that what about ism shit i personally don't notice it as much in other genres of music like people who are consider icons or legends and even R&B pop 
you know, rock, all of, they're still legendary, regardless whether or not they put out an album. Madonna's still out here. People still be happy for Madonna and all the dumb shit she be doing because she's considered an icon. She ain't put out music in years. The Rolling Stones, mm -hmm. icons. Aerosmith. Aer Aerosmith. So many people that you that are considered icons or legends in their respective genres. Luther Vandross, legend. My man been dead for a smooth 10 years at this point. Yeah. 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. He's still a legend in as an R&B artist. Marvin Gaye. Mm -hmm. All these people who are just like, but hip hop, I guess because it is rooted so much in its competitive nature, I don't know if it's like, do people not want to recognize it or they just don't care because they like, it's whatever because that was 20 years ago. Like, I just, it's kind of, it's, it's a little frustrating. It's a little frustrating. You get it? But you know, uh, if you look at R&B and why, like, I look at hip hop, right? And for a long time, we had a big gap where it wasn't a lot of lyricism, right? Mm -hmm. So with the generation before, let's say the Migos, if there was no lyricism, mm -hmm. what is there to respect? Who is there to call a legend? Like, you know what the I mean? People the people who like, built the, paved, right, paved the road before them. Right, but then before, but but look at the look at the, the generation before them was about money. So that's what was being respected. Now, and I get what you're saying because it frustrates me too. Because mm -hmm. when we was coming up, it wasn't all about the money. It was about who was nice on the mic. Exactly. Who was lyrical? Who was um, who was out here changing the game? Like N.W.A. and um, Schooly D changed the face of gangster rap, mm -hmm. or in introduced us to the face yeah. of gangster rap. Yeah. And you know you had. People like you saw in Peppers, mm -hmm. who broke through for women, even if even though they weren't lyrical, yeah. they still became one of the bigger artists from. Because of course there were plenty of women before them. I won't say plenty, but there were women before them. Um, like okay, Roxanne Shante also like she was she was somebody who was coming out here lyrical for women. Her battle or two, her opponent. I like her opponent. Who? Whoever she battled on the uh, track, I forgot her name. The chick that she battled on the track. Roxanne Chante? She was battling herself? That's what you're telling me? No, I'm saying, you're talking about Roxanne Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I mean, but I'm saying, like, that, in that area, yeah, it was cool. Like, I'm just giving her as an example. Mm -hmm. But it's like, we looked at it different. Hmm. I feel like these kids now, because you see it with the modern, with the uh, modern artists, where they like, but I sold the most records. And I got all this money. And they walking around. Like, <laughs> like Brian gets so upset about that carport karaoke episode where Offset was just walking around with 200 grand in his fucking uh, pocket. <laughs> like, why? So because that's what they, that is the, the that's a status symbol now. Mm -hmm. It's not about, oh my God, I can, you know, such and such is so nice on the mic. It's who got the most money? Who's the flashiest? Because that's always been a part of hip hop. Mm -hmm. Being somewhat flashy. But that didn't make you a legend. No. And, I mean... And it's about who getting the most money and who's finding the newest ways to get money. And who's streaming the most and who's who and, got the most views. And I'm like, but that... And that's who's changing the game. The guy that's finding a way to get money. Finding real. another way to get money. Which is so... Which is so the boy I honest. just feel like... I feel like you can't... Like, people toss, toss the titles around so much. But you can't... Can you really put legendary status on somebody who has no longevity? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
But that's what they do nowadays. And it's like, I'm not saying we have to adjust to it, but that's what they're doing. And that's the issue. That's mm-hmm. where we fall into that class because what you consider legendary mm-hmm. and what I consider legendary isn't the same as what they consider legendary. True. You could come up with a number one hit today and they'll just start writing goat emojis all over your Instagram. Yeah. That's what they do. It's, it's the thing now. So it's like, no, they don't value legends. They don't care. They and don't that's why I'm like, but that's the thing. I... Even if they have to have their own legends, people they consider legendary for their own reasons. Mm-hmm. Like who? Like who do you? Who are you really going to consider? Because ten years from now, who is going to be like this person's a legend or this person's an icon? <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> but ten years from now, me <coughs> personally, I don't see half these people who are out right now even being even rapping still. And it, this is the, but this is the the landscape that y'all built because y'all be off something so fast. That's true. That's the new culture. Yeah. You know, it's all about the problem. I think with the new culture is that it's not necessarily there's there's a lot of patience you have to have when it comes to appreciating music lyrically. Mm-hmm. You have to sit and really think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with this generation is that we're so used to things just being quick fire. Oh, let me just Google this. Let me just Google that. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. You don't really sit down and take the time to like really think about things because we're not used to having to think about things. So instead of trying to catch people's attention that way, I think people are starting to go to the more easy, obvious route, which is the visual way. Which is look at me with all my money look at me with all my chains look at me you know what i mean because you know that's like you know we talk like they they give you statistics about how quickly people you know scroll and you know your lyrics are not going to be fast enough to get to catch the attention of these kids but your blingy chain that has a thousand diamond carrot whatever and your 300 stacks of hundred dollar bills that's gonna catch kids attention mm-hmm. so i think that that's part of the problem you know like the people we have this different idea of what we see as legends because we're appreciating different parts of the legends because of how things are set up today <coughs> so it's like it's easy to look at someone and be like, oh, yeah, you know, he has all this money. He has all these, you know, diamond rings. He must be successful. Therefore, he's the GOAT. Because, I mean, I don't really feel like listening to whether or not he's actually decent lyrical mm-hmm. as far as lyrics. Yeah, it doesn't mean you think you ain't got money. I'm kind of glad that y'all came over today because then we have, we have a different perspective. Because mm-hmm. me and Joe are from the same era, from the same, same part of the generation. Because... I guess y'all are true millennials. We're the old millennials. Yeah, I'm the one. Well, I'm, I'm the pushing the line. We're the board, the borderline. You might have some of the what, what are they Gen X, Gen X, mm-hmm. some of the Gen X values, mm-hmm. but you're old ass millennial. Even though they try and say yeah. like Gen X isn't real, they try. Whatever. <laughs> like, come on with the bullshit, y'all. Just like, just like all the babies in that are Kevin's age are millennials too, and they not. They're so it's not. whatever. No. So we have someone who's on the younger millennial side, who's pushing into the Gen Z. That's the that's yeah. That's Gen Z is is Geo in them. Yeah. Um, I know because it's like when it starts with uh, our brother who must be nineteen because he was born in two thousand. Mm-hmm. It starts in that area and mm-hmm. it goes all the way down because believe it or not, Geo was born before the two thousand tens were over. Yeah. I'm yeah, old. That's, I'm washed. That's crazy. So. <laughs> she just wow. tell the truth on herself. I mean, look, bro. You got to be honest with yourself. So. Jesus. So it's good. I think it's good to have a little bit of yes. difference here. But 
it is still it's still a little bit of bias because you still have kids like we still grew up in the same house. Mm-hmm. We were still listening to the same music. Yeah. yeah. So you still have a different perception. I don't like because it's kind of like I don't hear people now, and this is not just for the young kids. I hear some older people too. They don't like I like to sit down and listen to an album more than once so I can really absorb it, really take it in, really determine what its replay replayability is. Mm-hmm. I don't hear nobody talking about replayability no more and how many times they can listen to it. It's like. You get a hot single and that's it. We've been very singles driven in oh the music God. industry period yeah. for the last like decade, at least. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? I think everybody, no one wants to admit like how you just said it. I know you was probably you was playing, but like yeah. how mo- then no one wants to be washed. Everybody wants to keep up with the Joneses and what the Joneses is doing. I gotta do that because I don't want to admit that I'm 38. I don't give a fuck, bro. I could be watched. You can put my ass out on the clothesline. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm like, if, if appreciating the art makes me watch, then that's what it is. Because be like, don't nobody want to hear that shit. Because I've heard that, though. And I'm like, I mean, somebody does. Because people still out here, whether you pay attention. Just like people tell us, like, we don't listen to all the Lil's and all the um, things they name themselves after. Lil Pete. The pumps, pump. the boats, the things. <laughs> Little yachty. I like boat. So, but but that, boat the thing. same way a lot of young people are like, well, it's just not for y'all. Well, we have hip hop that's coming out that is geared towards this audience that's just not for y'all. It's, right. There's something for everybody out here. Mm-hmm. But how do you, like, the, that goes into the other part of the question. So how do you keep the culture alive? It's such a fleeting era. Like everything now is just like she's everything's instant gratification. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go listen to this. I'm gonna stream this song. I don't give a shit about the rest of the album, and I'm gonna just play the hell out. Just like Bodak Yellow was what wasn't it like five times platinum before the album came out? Mm-hmm. So it was like, are y'all like some people do listen to whole albums? You know what it and, is, and play all the albums. But now you got to release all of them as singles because yeah. the the visual, like she was saying. It, the being flashy and everything is a part of it, but you do have to capture people's attention, which is why you have people like Beyonce putting out entire visual albums, right. or other people putting out entire albums as singles. Like when I w- we was doing the best of twenty eighteen, I was looking. I want to say a good three quarters of Cardi's album was actually released as singles, yeah, and they all had videos. Yeah. So it's like. I be wondering though, because I'm like, when you go look at video channels now, don't nobody really play videos no more. Um, there yeah. are dedicated video channels, but like when you go to your BET, MTV, VH1, none of them play videos no more, no. unless no. it's early, early in the morning. YouTube, they don't. Though. And YouTube, but YouTube mm-hmm. is, is also a driving force. Because mm-hmm. we going, like I said, we're going to get into Soldier Boy and the B side. But he was right about a couple things on his, his interview. As much as I want to just laugh at him, because some of the stuff on there was just funny. He was right about some of the stuff. No, he was right. I mean, we're going to laugh at the majority of Soulja Boy. But <laughs> the, we can, no, we are. We're going to laugh at him hard because I'm not one to take him that serious, but I can still admit when a man, like you said, when a man is right, a man is right. Okay. But we still going to laugh at him for the majority of this. Well, because it it's the same thing with, uh, <laughs> see, I can't even say Bow Wow because he left, he lost his, <laughs> he lost his credibility with yeah. him and back when Soulja Boy was beefing. He had oh. that video with the fucking sound effects. Did you ever see that video? I didn't see the video. I'm going to show it to you. Yeah. Because he was like, he, he was like, oh, soldier boy out here trying to get all tough. I'm going to have to. And then he took his head, like, physically took his head. It was like, it clapped. It was like, smack that ass. It had like a sound effect. <laughs> it was like, uh, 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 u
that was ridiculous, bro. I got it. You gotta listen. That is to a that huge pause moment. Horrible. That is that, that is a huge pause moment. It, listen, yeah. all I know is it was hilarious. Oh so it was like, but back get back to topic. How do you like? How is it possible? Because now you see people. I feel like because you had people who are vets in the game, mm-hmm. who are pushing so hard, and you got people who are new in the game who are pushing so hard. It's very, it's very hard to come to a common ground. When you have people out here like your Joe Buttons who be jumping down these kids' throats and, and you know with what, your y'all? little yachties, he a problem. Because I feel like he is going to be, like, he's that person that, like, I understand, like, you have to have a sense of, like, what do you call it? I guess standards mm-hmm. for, like, what you consider to be good, you know? Because not mm-hmm. everything can be good. Because when everything's good, what is good, really? Sure. But, like... He's that he's the one that's gonna he's gonna help that divide that wall grow even higher. Oh because yeah. Instead of like trying to understand and like work with and like really listen and like you know he's more like he's the bully. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like oh well you know why are you sitting here arguing with a a nineteen year old little Yanni is literally little Yanni is younger than me y'all. Yeah. I'm twenty two. Little Yanni's younger than me. I like and that. he. Was sitting there really arguing with a child. It wasn't even. I don't even think it was the argument part that got me. It was just like some of the stuff that he was saying. Was like, why are you so happy? I'm like, bro, I understand where hip hop grew from, Mm -hmm. but everybody's not going to be angry or mad or or just in anguish Mm -hmm. on every track, bro. Mm -hmm. Like you're just not going to think about it. Some of the most classic hip hop songs. Are not necessarily about being mad or coming from the gutter. Like right. "Summertime" mm. by Will Smith. We're happy. Not with it's a happy, laid-back, yeah. chill song. It's not about being, but it, but it, and it also just illustrated the culture. Like it was everybody writes about what they see. That's what you see here in Philly. It's summertime. Because I mean, think about it. We were alive around when when summertime came out. Mm-hmm. That's how summer was back mm-hmm. then. Wiping their cars down. Mm-hmm. People wiping their cars down Driving at the plateau, the mm-hmm. playing ball, mm-hmm. having having a good time. Yeah. But you you just can't like. How can you? These kids are raising a different era. Mm-hmm. They don't have. They may not have as may not have it as hard as you had it. Yeah. Okay. And as far as I know, Lil Yachty is not like he's from like a, like Alabama or something like that, right? Mm, yeah. So it's not like even in, in these kids now, we always talk about how moms or dads, single parents, strive so hard to make sure their kids have what they need. Some of these kids don't even realize they was real poor until they get old and be like, "Damn, we was living hand to mouth." Because mm-hmm. my mom always made sure I was cool. So what do they have to be upset about? Like I that too, but then I was also considering a lot of kids that rap nowadays probably have two parents. Like they actually came from a good home. A lot of these kids did not. They don't. Yeah, they're not coming up in squalor. That's what I'm saying. Like cause you, you think you think about the best rappers back in the day. When you rap, it was a dedication because either you was gonna rap or you was gonna sell drugs. Maybe you did both, but you had to commit to one. Nowadays, it's easy to get on. Number one, and then number two. A lot of these kids are coming from different homes. You don't have to be straight from the gutter to be a rapper, to be credible. It's true. You don't have to be Styles P, straight, I stab, shoot, do everything to sell records. And you, if that's not the case, everybody's going to rap. And guess what? Just, don't, gonna fake, have, just don't fake it. They, well, yeah, that too, but I'm saying. But that's what's going on nowadays. Now you're getting kids from all backgrounds that rap. Some of them are from the suburbs, had good lives. 
So now you get a cow, a super duper cow. A little dicky. Him too. Yes. So what's what my thing is what's wrong with that? Maybe we're going into a culture shift. Maybe when you and I are used to, maybe that's not the thing anymore. Maybe that's the culture. The culture is gonna be universal. I mean, and my thing was I I feel like I get where he was trying what he was trying to say is like, what do you have to pull from the really really sit down and write like meaningful reps and I'm like like we saying you don't necessarily have to have it the problem is it kind of feels like if you have that shift here mm-hmm. and you don't have like that to pull from and you are happy y'all not rapping about nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's, it's, cool and that's what I'm saying it's like but like we just said it is possible to make a song that's not necessarily about being in the gutter and being poor and be. You can make a song like that and it's still it's still a bop. Mm-hmm. But these kids not rapping at all at this point. Like they like they on here just doing ad libs and and making mumbling and I'm like that's I think that's the problem. And people who are like to the core hip hop heads yeah. are not interested in. Just beats, no. mm-hmm. and just making like hearing somebody over a beat, mm-hmm. which is not an unreasonable request in a in a culture in um, a genre where that was not classically how it was done. We mm-hmm. people prided themselves, went to ba- actual battles. People still battle rap. Went to actual battles to win money. And hold up their name in the streets. That's true. And that's where it came from. But now it's like y'all don't even take it. Feel like y'all don't take it seriously. Like we built all of this off our on our backs. We had and we came from nothing. And now y'all we got y'all basically to the promised land. But y'all y'all took it and ran with it. And we don't know what the fuck happened. And I think that's what it is. Like a lack of. I don't want to say control because you can't necessarily control one person. Can't control the whole uh, the whole swing of things. But it's like you see yourself getting lost. I feel like that might be Joe Button's big issue. It's like all these kids who are not lyrical are coming up and becoming famous. And he sees himself as somebody who's like a lyrical beast getting lost in it. What if this is their growing period, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I heard you say something like, yo, if you don't go through this, but do you have the pull from? But the thing is. These kids are experiencing life as a celebrity. Now they're going to experience heartbreak. They're going to experience those that took advantage of them. They're going to experience a lot of letdown at this point. Mm-hmm. They're going to experience times where they're not hot. So what if that's the thing? Because we don't know the future. What if that's the thing that they pull from when they come back? If they have to come back, right? So my thing is, do I know where hip hop is going? No, but I'm going to stay hope. But I'm going to stay hopeful only because Lil Yachty ain't talking about nothing. But at the same time, he's twenty. And he don't have the same he don't have the same morals that let's say a most deaf had. He was born in the hip hop where he yeah. probably rapping since he was eleven. He knew he had to talk about something. Yeah. But y'all he didn't. So now when he hit to that point when these things start happening in his life, maybe he says, you know what? Instead of just being cooped up in my womb, I'm gonna try this hip hop, this true hip hop thing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. write about it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna actually try. Mm-hmm. So maybe how you know what I mean? Maybe this maybe that'll be his maturation process moving forward. 
if ever he falls off and what he's doing right now isn't working. Yeah, because I don't. But that's why I was. That's why I was saying that. Like, I don't yeah. want it to seem like you had to have. You had to come from that just for you to have right. a decent song and right. be decent lyrically. You can mm-hmm. be all right. Like I think Lil Dicky's all right. My man grew up and shot him mm-hmm. where where our parents go. live at. Like it ain't shit out there going on, bro. No, but he can so, live. You know. <laughs> but Lil Dicky was graduating when I was in there. Wow. So I was just like, damn, he's young. So (laughs) Little Dicky is like young, man. Me and Little Dicky are in Shalham together. That's wild. I assume popular. Well, maybe. I assume a popular kid, though. Little Dicky was more liked. You know, he, you know, like how he is, like his personality, like how he is. And don't know many people come for him, like, even in the rap game. They just let, they leave him alone, let him go by his own device. Chris Brown, he's got to be a nice guy. Y'all gonna stop. Y'all gonna stop with this fucking Freaky Friday song. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But this is what I'm saying. The one issue I do have with this era Mm -hmm. is the buildup is so quick. And it's not like a personal issue. Like, I'm more so concerned for these kids' well-being. Because it's like, it's not like they just don't take hip-hop serious. I feel like a lot of times they don't take a lot of these things serious. And that's part of being young and dumb and you feeling like you invincible and things. Because, like, their ascent is so fast. And then, so the descent is even quicker. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like you be on top of the world uh, for six months. And then in the next two, don't nobody give a shit what you're doing. Because that's just how... That's just how it is. And then when stuff starts running out for you, then people want to want to turn their back on you and shit. Like, that and the whole, um, the whole, like, doing all the lean and the, because that's been, that's become, oh, excuse me, y'all, the norm. Heartburn is a motherfucking me right here. Um, you want some time? That's um, what I'm chewing gum. Tum, tum, tum. You can't have none? I can have I can handle. I wonder if that's commercial. I think I can have these. Yeah. No, there's a couple. No. Maybe. They have a couple of tums like that I can't take. Okay. But no, that's why I'm chewing the gum. So, it's like, it's self-destructive. Right. And you don't want the, you don't want the culture itself to become associated with being self-destructive as well. Because it's already been linked to so many crazy things down the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you get to this point where it's just like it really is literally just killing kids because they come out here and they become hip hop artists and then they get depressed because now uh, mental health is starting to become more normalized. So we know what's wrong with these people. Like because it was people back in the day. You can't tell me something wasn't wrong with Nate Dogg and he out here drinking a fifth of honey every day. Like that's not normal, okay? Mm-hmm. But people been self medicating for decades and we just let it alone and yeah. it was it was just part of what of them. Mm-hmm. But now these kids out here doing lean and drugs and dying from it and all like that like it's real, and most of it's because that's just what it. What the hell is going on outside? I know it sounds like it's a five alarm like, fire going out there. On outside. Yeah, so maybe an accident, probably. Um, so we're gonna make this. We're gonna make this quick. Uh, no, seriously, I want y'all to be able to get home safe. No, no, you know. So I, I thought I was staying. No, let me stop. <laughs> she played all day. But I, it's just like, it's getting to the point now where it's like, it's bad. And I'm like, I, I want it to come out of this. Because right now, I feel like hip-hop is in a slump. Because one, 
each of the areas that are still very prevalent can't see eye to eye. And then Mm -hmm. the kids who are really popular are, like, they're not taking the craft serious, but they're taking the lifestyle more serious than they're taking the craft. So it's like, you're doing all the stuff that's essentially destroying you. Mm -hmm. And so where are we going to go? It's like, because where does it go... You can't depend on a few rappers who are not who are out here keeping their nose clean and you know writing raps and doing all this to be lyrical and to become actual legends to hold up the game when seventy five percent of everybody is out here drinking you know doing lean and might writing mumble raps. Where where is hip hop going to be in five years? I know I get what you're saying, but I think like this too shall pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think when it does. The artists that still want to be here, whoever that might be, and I think there will be some. There will be some. They're going to pull from this, and I feel like, and, and again, I think this is where the creativity is going to come from. They're going to pull from this phase and say, we was doing this, we was doing that, then I hit rock bottom, and then mm-hmm. I felt like this, and I went to therapy because this was getting at me, mm-hmm. and I was on lean. If they can do that, because they really only need to do it for nine tracks. Yeah. Cause remember, we ain't doing thirteen. We ain't not doing thirteen song albums no more. Everybody mm-hmm. putting out EPs and shit. Now. Exactly. Yeah. So if they do that for nine tracks, and you really only need a handful of artists for longevity from this era, you don't mm-hmm. really need everybody to last. Because even in the eras before, not everybody tried to last. Mm-hmm. So you only need a handful that's gonna pull from this right here. Or not everybody did last. <laughs> some people try and it just didn't work. Right. And even for this era, I feel like it's going to be some that's going to try, and only a few is going to make it from this era. But there will be some, because right. to me, I feel like hip hop always finds a way to come full circle. At least in my personal opinion. So when it does, they're going to pull from this phase of nothingness, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to pull from a phase before. They're going to go beforehand and say, "Well, I didn't grow up with Jay Z. I grew up with them franchise boys." They're going to pull from that. That's because that's Bro, that's alarming. Can you really like to stop, like really stop and think about it? Exactly, but that's where the creativity comes in. At. That's why I said it's going to come full circle. Somebody's going to pull from that era that's born, that's in this generation, and say, "This is what happened. This is what made me go through this phase of nothingness, and this is where I'm at now." The road to recovery. True hip hop, yeah. nine tracks. I'm done. This is crazy. It's gonna be crazy. I, I still, I'm still, cause I'm such a fan. I just don't see the culture just dwindling away like that. Oh no, I don't think it will. It goes in different directions all the time. Just so, like it went from partying to conscious to gay the It, it, it changes. There's an actual shift in hip hop about every five to ten years. So. I know it's going to... But that's uh, the interesting part. It's like a thriller. Where is it going next? But see, and I'm like, <laughs> but you wanted to... It, it gotta, we got to hit, hit an upswing. Mm-hmm. I just, and, but that's why I feel like, bringing it back to the uh, topic, that's why I feel like legends, like true legends are important. Because who holds the blueprint? If you... How do you keep something going? If there's no blueprint for it, because you don't have to use the like, you don't have to go step by step. Mm-hmm. But the point of it is, it's like, all right, so I see where we came from, I see where we went. Now let's shape where we going. How do you know? Like, how do you like if you don't know your history, how you know where you going? Right. In anything, like you gotta know. Even if your history is from 2000 to mm-hmm. now, like mm-hmm. know that. Like <laughs> it seemed like people just just right. going. What and if not, that's a part of the creative process? Mm-hmm. Going back and learning that, right? True. I understand it. But mm-hmm. I'm saying 
that's cool and all, and people need time to mature. But we gotta, we need to be able to keep like the legend status and pass it on to people who are deserving of it. Oh, okay. To like to to keep it going, because it's Mm -hmm. like, so if you have a generation of rappers now who don't recognize your legends, whether they be from the eighties, nineties. 10s, all that, 2000s. And so, what are these kids that are coming up in 10 years looking at? Because think about it. We don't listen to everybody that came out in the 90s. We listen to the people that we're familiar with who are more than likely of legendary status. Your Biggie's, your Tupac's, your DMX's, your uh, Tribe Called Quest, Public Enemies. Big Star. Gangstar. So it's like there are rappers who came out who were one and two and one and two. We just be like, whatever. Nice and smooth. <laughs> Rex damn, in effect. <laughs> you, I mean, you not, you right, but damn. I'm just saying. I saw a nice and smooth video the other day. I'm like, Whoa. Jesus. Heavy D. The that's fuck? Brian's favorite. No, bro. Brian We're not going to come with Heavy D like Heavy Brian, D was not the shit. Brian, that's his favorite rapper. That was one dancing ass big man, and he yeah. had hit after hit after hit. We're not coming I'm for Heavy not D. Coming for Heavy All D. Right. I'm just saying. He sure did. I don't want to be a player. No I love more. me some uh, Heavy D, bro. I bet y'all. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like that, but this is the thing. I feel like you have those people and we listen to them we don't listen to everybody either but i feel like you need some legitimate legends from each generation so you can continue to build on to build on what the culture is because mm-hmm. it's like you got your people from the of course all the people from the 70s and 80s most of them are, be, are considered legends because they're pioneers of this mm-hmm. then you got the people in the 90s who swung it in a different direction your people who went conscious your people who went to gangster rap and then you got like your late Mid to late nineties, your Jay Z's, your DMX's, and then you got your two thousands with like the locks and things like like. But I don't know. Like I feel like for any music, you gotta be a student of it to some extent. Yeah. And I just I just want to see more students of the game, so we can keep it. We can keep it going. I see it. Because then, once you don't keep it going, other people come in and start influencing shit. Mm-hmm. And then change it to what they want it to be. Which we've seen with record companies and things like that. Because a lot of these, uh, not a lot of them, some of these kids are the product of record companies because they know what's popular. Nikki. And they know how to... Very much, I feel like a very big, like... Because I feel like Nicki Minaj has a very different identity mm-hmm. than who she is. Now, yeah. we can always, you know, we can always say, oh, you know, people change, people grow, people g- progress. But I just feel like Nicki Minaj is like a different person, almost like it's a twin. Oh, yeah. Cause because she just went from being very like itty bitty piggy, all this. Mm-hmm. And then she went to like, I'm a like, you know, super I'm base. A, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I don't I can't even like it's just I don't I don't know if that was so much growth as money chase. But then, yeah. no, that's the but that's. It's part of being. That's part of the machine. Right. It's like we're gonna make you who is going to make money exactly. instead of just who who you, you want to be. It's like 
There's you always have, a part of you that has to compromise when it comes to. It's always about either uh, who. It's it's like like flowetry. Mm-hmm. You know, one's about the money. One's about well, I want to do what I want to do and what I feel is right. It's not about the money for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like. But I do feel like with them, when you have people who are in what they would call a niche genre, like neo soul artists, often get put into this box, and they. Some of them don't want to be put in that box because they don't. They know that they, it's only going to take them but so far. Mm-hmm. But some people are comfortable in that genre. They know they're only going to have this core fan base, but they're more concerned about their art and not losing their art. Like your your dwellies, your um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who Such else. Like your <laughs> who? Me. Oh, I love Dweller. Streamed every album. I love Dwelly so much, and but he is one person who not has not lost his art, and is more concerned with. I know I have a core fan base. I'm just going to make, uh, my music right, and who buys it buys it. Who, who comes to my shows comes exactly. to my shows. Right. So he DJs. I believe it. I mean, because everybody gotta have extra hustle. Mm-hmm. So it's like you. Everybody can't be an Erica Badu. You know, who oh is gosh, like yeah. the neo soul pioneer, but everybody knows her, and I think it's more so because she was like her and Maxwell were like the first. <laughs> what? Everybody knows it because the legend has it that vagina is different. I'm sick of you. I'm just saying. The- <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm sick of legend has it. No the vagina make dudes go crazy. You trying to say it's what? legendary? Do That's the legend. Legend has it. I just but but I mean I don't I don't know. Imagine has it. You gotta read. I always say this every time somebody say that like you gotta read Questlove book. He's like it was a joke that was like you can't look her in the eyes for too long because you'll just be mesmerized. You might end up being another baby dad. Like it was real. Like they was like, bro, Common was walking around in crochet pants. We not ever, bro. They say the crochet pants and the sweater was wrong. Not wrong, he like, what? <laughs> I mean, Jay Electronica still him. to this day has not put out an album, bro. She put the clamp on him. She, I don't to know. To this day, you ain't recording nothing. She breaks. She delivered the DOC, who was one of her baby daddies, next baby with his wife. She is on a different plane. plane. Yeah. <laughs> like, a she's a different, different person. Like, dimension. I just want to get my life changed. That's all. <laughs> I just want my whole life to change. I want her to change my life. Here. I don't saying. even know. So, but I'm saying. See, is that powerful? How did we get here? She's powerful. I'm, I'm sick, bro. Legend <laughs> <laughs> has it. But I want to I want to move on cuz I don't want us to be here too long. It is precipitating outside. I don't know what it's doing. So It's probably still snowing a little bit cuz it's like snowing, hailing, sleeting, raining. I don't know. <laughs> So it's doing everything. That's why I just always say precipitating. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna move on to uh, the B side, and today I wanted to keep it light, but I'm so I'm gonna I'm start with this first because we didn't get to have a show last week when it was really hot and really picking up steam. R. Kelly. Oh no. I have not had a chance to watch the documentary because honestly, I don't want to watch it. I need to be in the right headspace because I feel like a lot of these things that I'm seeing this are going to going to bother me pers- on a personal level, as they should. 
But, like, you should be bothered by this. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for me personally, from things I've been through, I don't know how I can, if I can make it through this whole documentary. So, I said to myself, I'm going to watch it. But, to be completely honest with you, I didn't need to watch that documentary to know he was trash. He was crazy. Like, thank you. I didn't need to. I didn't need. Like, I'm going to watch it because I want these women to be able to tell their stories. And get their stories out there. And I want to, I want to believe them because... I see so many people who love to dismiss, and not even just in his case, victims, because they much rather just have the artist or the art. Um, so whatever these girls are saying is nonsense. Mm. Look. It don't even got to be as far as music. It can be anything. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Anybody. Any. But I'm like, but because it's a, it's, it's a problem here, especially in our community, there are plenty of people who are out here doing shady shit and it gets swept under the rug because it's like, oh, what happens in this house stays in this house mm-hmm. or they don't want to believe that it happened or they want to, they just tell you you can't go and you can't play with that, that uncle alone or tell you not to be fast when it's not any, it has nothing to do with you. So it's a huge issue for me. That's another reason why I'm like, it's it's going to trigger me in if I watch this. Yeah, we definitely, so, we don't. <laughs> and that's and that's problematic. You don't talk about so I want to talk about the documentary, like in and of itself, and everything that has happened thus far after that. So not everything, but a few of the key things. So some of the crazier stuff, it's like, you know, people coming for his ex-wife, saying, "But there's videos of you defending him," and blah blah blah. How many better women you see out in the street who smile on your face? And then you find out years later, or you find out because her husband killed her, or the other way around. Men who go out and put on a good, fa- a happy face, and then the the wife then shot him or stabbed him because she was fucking crazy, or the and the man or the man then killed his wife because he was fucking crazy, and hot you just mm-hmm. now hot grits. Medea, she done that said wasn't. It. No, Y'all, no, that wasn't my dear. That was, that was not, real. not Al Green. Green, though. I mean, she made that old girl was wild. But a lot of stuff that happened back in the day, they was like, oh, I caught him with the girl in my house, so I lost my fucking mind. Lionel Richie. Because Lionel, listen, Hagris is wild. That shit, that, none of this is excusable. Domestic violence is not excusable. That hot grits, that shit was wild. You think that's what I'm guessing you never heard this? Uh, <laughs> you never heard this story before. Um, I've heard um, mom. I kind of remember mom telling me stories of celebrities having grits thrown on them. It's just Al, Al Green. Apparently, I think he excuse me cheated on his wife, right? And she came with a pot of hot grits and threw that shit on. Wow. And you know, hot grits wow. get hot. Okay, get especially hot. when they, if you get throw grits, right. are they still pliable enough to throw them mm-hmm. shits? Is they, they hot? Yeah, because you know, you grits they grits they, they, they stick together. Like <laughs> it was that was it was after that album cover because if you notice, ain't no clothes off after that. That's right. That's right. And then Lionel Richie, I'm pretty sure Lionel Richie, his wife caught him and the chick in the bed Ooh. at their house, and she beat both their ass. That's to the point the, they um, had to go to the hospital. She fucked them up. And it's like, I don't know why, because you could just divorce them and get half of what he had. I mean, this is true, and that's the problem. But I'd this is the thing. Some things, this is the issue. This is, some things happen in the heat of passion. People are just angry, and they lose their fucking mind, yeah. and that does not excuse it. But 
My issue is the pattern of violence and it being dismissed, which is what is what is which is what happened with him. Mm-hmm. People have been saying for years, other artists have been saying for years that they always thought something was off of him. I'm pretty sure like I've seen people pull up interviews with Nas, DMX, other like people who were around the industry in the 90s who were just like, I've seen him mm-hmm. with underage girls. I've said things to him about being with underage girls. I'm pretty sure the whole thing, because I got to go back and look at it. I'm pretty sure the thing with DMX, he was just like, he came at dude for being with an underage girl. I mean, and this is DMX. I mean, mm. he I looked know. like he would just punch somebody in the face for some dumb no, shit. No, he like would. He, <laughs> so, he most certainly would. I, X will. He so, would punch you because he feels like it. You didn't do anything. He don't care. Like, I'm going to go to jail. Well, but it's just the. All the people who were compliant with this, who were accomplices to this, need to be brought to justice as well. Because it's like, this is not something that you do for so long with no help. Mm, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, how that's... the hell did he marry Aaliyah? Because, okay, and that was, that's another thing. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get. I want to start unpacking some of the things that have happened since. So now, they're saying that he tried to say for years... It was, he didn't marry that girl, and blah, blah, blah. And her mother, because look, God was, you know, I know she hurting because her, her baby's gone. Right. But she been trying to dodge this for years, saying, oh, that never happened, and blah, blah, blah. Because I guess she wanted to maintain her memory and her image. And I'm like, but that is kind of part of the issue with not confronting it. And mm-hmm. you can't tell, but you can't tell a mom. Like, you can't tell a mother that she has to um, deal with not only her daughter's death, but all the fucked up shit that happened to her before that. Yeah. So it's like you in a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. But she was saying for years, it never happened, blah, blah, blah. R. Kelly was also saying, oh, I never married her. That was just a rumor. Then now he's saying, oh, when I marry her, she lied about her age. Mm. I'm sorry, but like, what? That has to be the biggest fucking excuse I've ever heard. That's in my the worst life. thing I've ever heard in my life. Because. Like, sir. Because one, at the time, she was under her uncle. So you're not telling you you cannot make me believe that her uncle not once said to him. Even if he saw him getting too close, like you know my niece only like fourteen, right? Even if she was she lied to you about her age. You mean to tell me you as a grown man, knowing how young she was, didn't, like, stop and be like, oh, shit. Um, I mean, she she don't seem like she's old enough for me to marry her for like and be a consenting need, adult. You need credentials to get married, okay? But this is the thing. His former manager or agent or somebody, I think it's the manager, forged the documents so that they could get married. So did, and they went to a state, allegedly, where underage marriage was allowed, like Alabama or something like that. Okay, so one of them backwood parts. <laughs> so one of them states where it was you like... You hear the banjo on the heads for the hills states. Yes. And so, there's an alcohol bottle with three X's on it. I can't <laughs> One of the states where it's like get legal to get married when you're like 14 or 15. That's and they got married and supposedly she was pregnant or something like that. But they got the marriage annulled. When everybody found out about it. Yeah. So I'm like, y'all, like, and everybody's like, well, maybe it didn't. I'm like, 
this man's finally won. He's finally admitted. And you do realize at this point you had to go through some work to do it because uh, certain records, before a certain year, records is not on the internet. But these things are public record. If you really wanted to go and find it, mm-hmm. you can. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, it's it's a lot. It is. Then like his daughter came out and was like, I know who he, I'm well aware who he is. You don't see me hanging out with him. You know, I don't know he's my pop. But I grew up in that house, you and I know the trash. <laughs> she hanging out she, with him. She say it like that. I'm paraphrasing, but she's basically she basically was saying that she knows very well who he is because she grew up in that house, right, where all this stuff was happening. And and that's the thing. That's why I think it's bullshit that like people can say that they didn't know because you know there are there are little things. I mean, come on now. You if you're around this man. More often than not. You telling me you didn't see him bringing these girls that just look suspiciously, like, really mm-hmm. young around? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's why I can't believe that he didn't believe Aaliyah was underage. Because I can understand if we're talking about these 2017 chicks that's wearing full face makeup, push up bras and heels. So it's like, alright, damn, is she 13 or is she 31? I don't know. But, you know, we're talking about, like... Early in the day, you know, when girls were still looking like, you know, girls. You but we're not, because like, we're not going to fit, we're not going to talk about like, this is not like a, this is not minute. like a thing. What? 20, 2017 girls? That ain't a push up, bro. That's 2019. That's hormone stupid. No, he's not wrong though. He's not wrong because the hormones not real stuff. Like totally off. I mean, topic. I understand. Not, yeah, you know they putting hormones in the milk, and I do think that that'd be affecting. Yeah, know, most certainly people's bodies. But see, I mean, and, and that's why I said last week we got to keep the same energy with everybody around R. Kelly as we do with R. Kelly because it's not. See, to, to me, even when we was young, need to think about it. We was like twelve or thirteen. We knew our. We knew what he was out here doing. We heard the rumors. We knew it was true. So we know the adults know it was true. My question is the same question you had: How does he get away with? How does he get away with it for so long? Because people, people were was accepting money, compliant. People yeah. were accepting money because at the time that was probably the best gig they can get. So my thing is this: You chose money over morals. You told first of all, you already counted yourself out when you said that's the best job I'm going to get. You already counted yourself out, so that meant pretty much mean you depended on a meal ticket because you really didn't believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Instead of choosing your morals and say, you know what, I can get a better job elsewhere or I can I can work with somebody just as good and get paid the same amount, you chose the easy route and said, you know what, man, I'm going to just take this money and whatever happens is none of my business. Yeah. That's not somebody I put... Honestly, I don't want to hear from that person right now because you pretty much drink from the well to the well dried up. Let's be real here. R. Kelly is not hot. He just got dropped. Mm-hmm. From Sony, he's not hot no more. He hasn't, to me personally, he hasn't been hot in a while. He may have been able to no. do shows, but he hasn't been hot in a while. Not so to while. me, you drink from the well to the well dried up. I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from the victims. Everybody around it, I don't want to hear nothing from y'all. I think all of y'all should be canceled. Only people I want to hear from is from the victims. That's it. That's real. I mean, and this, and it, but like it gets. The thing is, there's so much tied to this, like because that was one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about the stuff that's happened afterwards because there's been stuff that's come out because of this like somebody pulled up the clip where Timbaland was like he was in love with Aaliyah and but she was young she Mm -hmm. was like by the time they started working with her I think she probably was about 16 maybe Mm 17-ish and Timbaland I think was in his early 20s or whatever so it's like he's like but I knew she was too young so I just played that big brother role 
And then I think he even came out at some point later and said he married his wife because she reminded him of Aaliyah, like, in the face. Mm. And I was like, bro, that's low-key infatuation. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Because a lot lot of people didn't see the problem with the clip because some people was like, well, he said whether he, he found her attractive, but he didn't act on his feelings because he knew she was too young. And at this point... If she's 16 or 17, surely out of a year to be legal. He could have very well pulled the tiger and was like, I'm going to wait till you 18 and we gonna, we going to go public. And here we go. <laughs> but other people was like, this trifling. What? This trifling, why would you say that? And blah, blah, blah. So it's like there was people on both sides of the fence. Even with that argument, I could see more so than people, because there are people who still defend R. Kelly. Like, people mm-hmm. out here really fighting Trump protesters because they defend him tooth and nail. I've heard plenty of people like, I'm going to just keep listening to the songs. I don't give a fuck what these people say, blah, blah, blah. Even with the, because, like, with the whole, it's a sidetrack a minute, the whole Bill Cosby thing, people was like, well, we don't know if they did it or not. First of all, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, all these women came out and lied and held on to this it, for all these years just to come out now and say something when he's eighty, not by, about to be 90 years old or some shit. The thing with R. Kelly is we got actual videotape proof. Things on public records mm-hmm. about him being with underage girls. And the fact that he tried to blame his brother for that shit, for that tape. Yeah. He pushed the case off for years and years and years. And then every time the case is about to get started again, he released a new song so that people would be completely distracted mm-hmm. to what was going on in his legal battle. Right. Like it was like he was strategic about these things. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, it's it's just wild to think about like the whole thing with Drake. Did y'all see that video with Drake and that little girl? So it was a video. I said I'm not gonna say little girl because it makes it sound like she was aged like a baby. She was a teenage girl. He was at a concert in Colorado, I think, and he pulled a girl on stage and he and kissed, he's, like her. rubbing all over her. Then he like yeah, tongue her. He's rub. No, he didn't tug her. Oh. He said he was rubbing all over her though. And then after he did that, asked her how old she was. And then was like, damn, looking like that, you thick, and you you only 17, and blah, blah, blah. Then after he said that to her, and she said 17, then I think he, I can't remember if he touched her again, and then he kissed her? I think he did. Three times. Yeah. Like, on the cheek, on the forehead, and then on the lips. And I was just like, she already told you she's 17. And he was... I think 23, they said at the time. Well, do y'all remember he was talking to some girl who was 14? From Stranger Things. That was, we, we building, okay? Because for he was it was a thing where he was going out with, um was it Jimmy Jam's daughter? People don't know that that, that girl, that, that Bella Harris girl, yeah. is uh, Jimmy Jam's daughter from, from Jam and Lewis. Mm-hmm. She's a model. But um, he was going out with her, and she was like 17, 18. I think she was like they first started posting pictures she was 16 and then like there was a rumor he was going out with her and she was 18 and then the thing with Millie Bobby Brown who's a girl from Stranger Things who's only 14 who's like oh we text all the time and he gives me advice about boys and I'm like 
I was listening to another podcast. Y'all check out Righteous and Ratchet with Kevin Sage and Doughboy. And it was like, you're establishing a pattern. Like, this is this is becoming a pattern. Somebody needs to pull him to the side and be like, this is not a good look. Yeah. Somebody needs to pull him to the side and ask him, What's up? are you all right? Well, like, is <laughs> well, is this recent? Like, What's super up? recent? Like, this year? The, the concert thing was from a while ago because he was 23. Drake is, I think, 30-something 30 now. He's in the mm-hmm. yeah, 30s. I think he's in his, like, he's either 31 or 32. Mm-hmm. So, this that was while ago the Bella Harris thing was I think either last year or 2017 the Millie Bobby Brown thing was 2018 yeah that was literally just last year yes I just read about yeah, that yeah he definitely needs to pull somebody to pull him to the side you can't be out there pulling R. Kelly he's, he's gonna about next. to say he's going down that R. Kelly route yeah he's, he's, he's gonna be next so it's the like the YouTube movement coming after you Drake he just gotta he gotta chill like you can't you can't do this mm. see and but that's just it it's, when you say you can't do this it just make it seem like like this is like something bigger than just like you can't do this. You know, what I mean? obviously because like it's R. Kelly like, knows he shouldn't be doing these things, but he doesn't anyway. So it's like, what is it like? Because I feel like, but that's the thing. I feel like in that vein, like in that industry, I feel like these things have been normalized to the point where they're just like it's whatever. Somebody needs to be like, this is not, this is not the move. You need to jump off this wave. I don't care if you like younger women. You can't be out here because it's, it's one thing like I like younger women and you 31 and you dealing with somebody who's 25. You can't be out here. You, you can't do that. You cannot be texting um, texting 14 year olds that are not your blood relatives. Yeah, it just is. It doesn't. And talking about oh, we're and, and she out here talking about we the best of friends and he's coming to Atlanta and. I'm gonna see him when he come and like that's you no no. But we said that that's how you we need said. to set some boundaries. Even if she texts you and was like, "Hey, I'm in town," you know, th- you gotta set some boundaries, bro. That's your responsibility as the adult. Yeah, as the adult, right? Because I mean, she yeah. don't know no better. Listen, I agree 100 percent with what y'all saying, but that goes back to what I said before. And everybody was like, "Oh no, we focused on R. Kelly right now." Y'all don't realize you can take down R. Kelly, but you're not gonna like. You're not going to do nothing to this issue. The thing is, you want to put a big dent in the issue. You want more victims to be able to, to feel comfortable coming out. If exactly. R. Kelly goes down, do a lot of victims feel comfortable coming out? Absolutely. Another one came out. That's what I'm saying. If he goes down, a lot of them feel comfortable coming out. Right. But what if you shake up the whole industry and this is no longer normalized? This is no and longer that's what a, a lot of people are working for. Right. But there are so many people pushing back like, oh, but y'all always just trying to take down... The- Listen, everything is not an attack on just R. Kelly or just the black man. There are other people who are getting in trouble for these things who are that are beyond the scope of what you're looking at. Because more than likely, if you're on Facebook, you want Instagram, you're you're friends with people. All these these people are sharing the same thing you're sharing. They're not sharing CNN articles. Absolutely. They're not sharing the fact that Harvey Weinstein's careers in shambles. They're not sharing the fact that the guy who was actively stopping Janet Jackson's career has been take, has been accused of sexual assault and then made to step down. And that's the only reason why we found out that he was actively fucking with Janet Jackson's career. Like, these things, there are other things happening around you. Right. People can pay attention to more than one thing. I just want people to realize that stop with the whataboutism. I don't care... I don't care. 
I am just as concerned with other people going down as I am with R. Kelly going down for what I'm he not, did. I'm not, I'm not, you know who I'm concerned about? I'm concerned about R. Kelly, but I'm only concerned about R. Kelly because I'm concerned about that uncle going to jail that your mom keep telling you to stay away from. Because I'm, the, what I'm thinking about, yes, should R. Kelly go down? Absolutely. Let's focus on him because we focus on him. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Everybody who's not a celebrity goes down. Now, as a victim, you don't have to feel like, well, I can't tell my mom. You know what? I may not be able to tell my mom, but I'm going to go tell the police. I'm going to tell somebody. If R. Kelly can go down, anybody can go down. Mm-hmm. So now, it's no longer, I can't tell my mom boyfriend touching me, but I can't say nothing. Now, it's no longer, I can't say nothing about Uncle Buck or Uncle whoever that keeps on trying to make a pass at me. I'm thinking about these unsung victims that you're never going to hear from because the abuser is not a celebrity. And that, But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you got to... You can worry about more than one thing. Right. I'm not going to say, let's stop trying to make sure R. Kelly gets his just due so that we can make sure this person... You More than one thing can happen at a time, y'all. That's yeah. the point. Right. That's why I'm like, listen, if you tackle the... Like you say, if you tackle the bigger issue here, mm-hmm. the stigma of talking about sexual assault, because sex as a, as a whole is very taboo in the United States, period. Mm-hmm. And then sexual assault is super taboo to be talked about mm-hmm. and especially in our community. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want y'all to be like, because it's not always on the victims because sometimes the victims do say something but don't nobody in the family want to believe because they don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they the don't want they excuse Or they don't want their dirty laundry out in the streets. Exactly. Right. But you know what though? Like, and that's why I said you write about that. That's why I, I'm, I'm happy that y'all speaking out on the R. Kelly thing but my thing about when I say keep the energy, keep the same energy, I'm saying get R. Kelly, but don't stop it. Because we have a tendency yeah. to do that, right? Don't we have yeah. a tendency to doing that? Yeah. We get this person, then we stop. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Press him, press his team, press everybody that had anything to do with anything of like that. So now, because now the, the dominoes are starting to fall. His former manager, was they had a warrant out for him. He turned himself in. His record label about. dropped him. And about. his publishing company dropped him. Because he had a songwriting deal with Universal. Um, and they uh, they dropped him. They said they no longer represent him. Hey. So it's like, things have to, you have to start somewhere. Because right. a lot of people was just like, this is an attack. And blah, blah. But no. you can't, like, there are girls still at his house. And they're like, well, he, they're not, they're not um, being forced to stay there. I'm like, don't you? You know what conditioning is? Do you know what brainwashing is? Mm -hmm. You know what Stockholm Syndrome is? Do you know what these things are? Like, there's real reasons why these things happen that all y'all see is the surface of, oh, well, they're not being kept there and they're of age. That don't mean that he didn't start conditioning them at 15 and 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many victims fight the police when they're finally rescued from their abusers years after the fact? Because they've become so conditioned to depend on their abuser that they can't imagine anything outside of that. Because that's real, you know? And it's just like, it's a a much bigger issue. We all need to think about the same thing where people are like, oh, it's the parents, it's all the parents' fault. And I'm like... You this is that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. But what we not gonna do is try and find other places to place the blame besides the person who is who the it? predator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it oh, where was the parents at? Where was the parents at? Well, if the parents who are 
adults supposed to be having morals making sure their kids aren't running around doing crazy stuff what about the adults that should have morals making sure they're not running around doing crazy stuff but, but that's all a part of the tree right mm-hmm. we focus you gotta on, shake all the branches bro. that's what i'm saying you just said we can focus on more than one thing at a time so we're not saying what about mm-hmm. we saying i'm saying get and this is the one thing i don't like about the the people that stuck on r kelly and the people that stuck on the what else about I'm thinking, yo, can y'all just come together? Because all of this is the problem. Mm-hmm. The predator is the problem, and everybody who aided in this is the problem. Mm-hmm. Cut it all. The people who don't seem to see nothing wrong with it, the people who are like, long as my palms is getting greased, all of them. Yeah. Every, every, I don't give a, I don't give a, you as the president of a goddamn company. If you knew about it, you didn't do nothing about it. You should be taken from that position as well. Because you see things like that happen, like with that Penn State scandal. Yes, the Sandusky. The same they thing. took Joe Pye down, and they was like, "Oh well, he might have knew about it, so we He's gonna wipe go. all his wins." Thank oh, you. Gosh, and I got that guy. He was a martyr. Right he was a martyr. That. He surely did. He surely did die right after that. Yeah. That was the end. They was threatening his wife. That was really sad. They was threatening that man's wife. And it's a thing like his wife might not know nothing about exactly. this. Exactly. Why are y'all worried about his wife? Go after the dude who did. Like he's in jail, obviously. Right. So anybody, he's he's where he need to be at. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I, we gotta move. We gotta move because I don't I don't want to stay because I know if we we sit and talk about this, that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. <laughs> and I honestly, I emotionally and mentally don't have the energy to expend so much on doing a whole entire podcast on R. Kelly. Yeah, no. I want to <laughs> when I when I'm in the right headspace. <laughs> I would love to sit and talk about it, but I feel like it's going to go, it's, it's, it's going to go real left. So I, I got to strategically plan that and really sit down and talk about it. It'll have to be a special episode, like a very special episode of Turntables. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you, you watched some Jones on YouTube I watched too? Them, yes, a very special episode? Yes. yes. Oh yeah, because you watched Zach Morris' trash, yes. right? Yes, Zach Morris' trash. So, hilarious. So hilarious. we're going to move on. I'm going to talk about, we'll, we'll talk about this real fast. Whole thing too. Zach Morris? What? Oh, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty trash. He's pretty trash. He's like trash. Like, like he's not underage girls trash, but he's really trash with how he treats women. But go ahead, go ahead. So we gonna move on to something lighter. This millennium sore. <laughs> I here's the thing. The concept sounds fine to me. Being someone who came up in that era, I'm not mad at the concept of it. Was I a huge B2K fan? No. I have someone here actually to attest. I was not a huge B2K fan. Nah, nah, she wasn't. I was not fucking B2K wasn't. like that. You mean, you know, everybody had like a poster or something. Like, yeah, like, I, mean, I didn't have anything. No, she really, had, she really wasn't. I had no posters. You know who was no the... No CDs. Our cousin. We knew who was the B2K fan, okay? No. Okay. That's, that's she actually, was way too young. I was too young. <laughs> I was probably was, like four. Exactly. When B2K came out, that that's was what? That's why it was like... We was like in 13, middle 14, school yeah. when B- when B2K came out. Yeah. She would have been six or seven. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I, I would have been like, completely I don't era. even know what B is. Like, what is B? Like, boys. What is it? Boys of the New Millennium or something like that? I think that's what it stands for. I don't know. Don't give me the line. Yeah. But no, we had a cousin who was a huge fucking B2K fan, bro. Huge. Like, whole, whole wall of posters, books, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Right on magazines. All of, all of The whole nine. Mm-hmm. So... As you all know, there's a Millennium Tour coming out, but there's a bunch of drama behind the scenes now because it's like, apparently, somebody decided to take time out their day to figure out that all the B2K doesn't follow each other on Instagram. Why? I don't know. 
But then now it's like two of the baby mamas is fighting. And I'm just like, I know one thing. If y'all don't get it together, all the people that's on this, uh, that all the rest of the people that's on this tour is going to fight y'all. Because, like, they need this check. Yeah. <laughs> they need this check. They need this check. And it's just like, out. Would I go? I, I can't say for sure. One, by the time they get here, I'm going to be super pregnant. And I'm probably not going to want to be bothered. Yeah, I don't blame you. But that ain't worth it. Would I love to go to the Leah Court Center at the, when the when the concert happens to see everybody in they they uh rocker wear sweatsuits and baby fat plastic baby shoes, fat, and right. baby fat sweatsuits and jeans? Oh, since you're pregnant, you can wear a baby fat. No. Yes. Yeah, or so. jersey dresses. Right. Oh, Bruh, gosh. I want to go so bad. But yeah. It's just like. That's going to be. I don't. Like, I want to go and I want to see the nonsense of it all. Yeah. But oh I don't God. know if I could go and deal with a whole concert with all these people. Because the next thing we talking about that we about to tie into is Soldier Boy. Oh, he I was saying that. I see Ratchet screaming B2K. <laughs> feel like that would be good comedy so <laughs> but there's a thing like we're gonna talk about soldier boy next and he was like y'all gotta pay me to do this millennium tour and i'm like bruh you know come and think of it how are we divvying up this money it's a lot of people on this tour and it's not like they wrote like you know how some people had headliners and then they rotate special acts for cities all these people are supposed to be on this this tour the whole time Wow. It's like you got like eight acts on this tour. It's like B2K, Chingy. I don't know why I said him first. Uh, Bobby V, Mario, the Yin Yang Twins. Who are we missing? It's somebody Freeway. else. No, <laughs> damn. You know what I think they're depending on? Freeway. To be honest, what? I don't know if they're depending on as much as like the rate <laughs> per show. I think they're depending on the dates. Like they're trying to get as many dates as possible. They are getting honest, a lot of dates in a very short amount of time. That's what I'm saying. Because to be honest, none of them are hot right now. None of them are pretty much doing anything except maybe hip- loving hip hop shows, right? So if you can get oh, really? some checks from touring, maybe, you know what I mean? You strike a little flame, a little flame for yourself. You can go on and do something else. Sell a little merchandise, get a little bit of money that way. Cause ain't, let's be honest. Most of the B2K members, besides Amarion, they're not going to get hot again. And they got to know that. I did miss, uh, honestly, no other B2K members really released music anymore besides Amarion. Yeah. I knew I missed a couple. I missed Lloyd. Oh, And I think gosh. Pretty Ricky. Give me a shout out. Here's the thing. Lloyd can actually get, I'm going to be honest with you, I think he can actually get hot again. I feel like Lloyd is laying low. Same thing with Mario. Mario was never to the point where people was like, oh, he trashed anybody bothering him. Mm-hmm. He left on his own accord. Right. He just kind of... I agree. He, his mama uh, was going through some shit, so he decided to leave the industry and go take care of her. Uh, Lloyd, I'm pretty sure, got some got kids and got like a girl or a fiance or somebody, and he's just laying low right now. He, he makes songs every, every so often, yeah. but he hasn't really had another run for real. No. Nah. But I'm not really because Pretty Ricky do still be trying to put out or members of Pretty Ricky putting out music. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm just, I <laughs> wasn't a huge Pretty Ricky fan either. So I'm, I wasn't a big Pretty Ricky fan, but I thought Pleasure P made decent music. I think he'll try to put out another record after this tour, which I'm kind of here for. I was here for Girlfriend Number Two. I was here for uh, uh, Under. I was here for a couple records of his. I'm gonna be honest. I thought but it was decent. They uh, and like the Ying Yang. The Yankee Twins don't fit, okay? No, they don't. So, I will say, like we were saying on another podcast, 
Y'all could have put Bow Wow in the Millennium Store. Y'all even could have put Soulja Boy in the Millennium Store. I think he if you put is Bow not... Wow in there, it would have killed the tour. No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, we're coming you? to see crazy, lonely, sad ass Bow Wow. Here's the thing Bow Wow now, sure, but Bow Wow back then well, that's different. was fucking huge. I think bro. if we're talking about the nostalgia if of we, Bow the, the Wow, the nostalgia yeah. of Bow Wow. Yeah, if Bow Wow come and perform stuff from his first two or three albums, we good. I don't need you doing all this new shit you're trying to do. I don't need you coming out here with robes with no shirt on so I can see your chicken chest. Just come out here and do bounce with me and thank you and leave. Okay? Didn't he like pose like in front of somebody else's jet or something? Like he took a picture he, trying to pretend no, no, no. like he, he was took, He jet. took a stock photo and was like, I'm on my private jet. And then somebody took a picture of him hmm. on in coach on a regular flight. Like I'm with Bow Wow. I think he just posted a picture of being on a jet. You know what's bad? You know what's bad? That's hilarious. He was actually in first class. Was it first class? He was actually in first class. The person that took a picture of him, he was in first class. So I'm like, why couldn't you just take a selfie of you in first class? What's yes. So okay. So class? that's why. That's why I was so. But that's why everybody's clowning him. I'm like, and that's why you got to take stuff on the internet for. That's face not value. why everybody's clowning Bow Wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I know why everybody's clowning Bow Wow. But I'm saying, but that's why people are clowning you. Like, you out here trying to make more of. Like, what you mm-hmm. doing? You trying to but you doing better than some of these other people. You we ain't got your money. Hell no. I ain't flying first class. It's a lot of rappers that ain't flying first class consistently. A lot of them flying coach a lot. I ain't flying at all. I'm driving, y'all. Facts. <laughs> I'm driving. Bruh, like it's people flying and they flying regular flights just like everybody else. And then mm-hmm. even with those on a private jet, most artists aren't taking private jets unless they have to unless they in Cali and they got to be in the Breakfast Club that morning. Yeah, I mean, ain't nobody jets, consistently taking no. Pro- that's twenty thousand. Jets are so expensive. Like, there's people who, if you need to fly around the world and you hot enough, like, if Jay Z and Beyonce had a jet, I'd be like, they might need a jet. Yeah. I, I believe I that. They that, probably yeah. got a show in L. A. and they gotta be in Dubai tomorrow. Like, right. I yeah. believe it. Of course. But I'm not believing that everybody and their mama got a private jet. Like, no. that's not no. That's not the norm. Because, uh, most people charter a jet, and even chartering a jet is expensive as fuck. And then a lot of times, if you're going to take a jet for a whole tour, it ain't worth it. You're going to lose money. It's too expensive. Exactly. So, I just wanted to talk about that real fast because I was going to talk about all the allegations with Chris Stokes, mm-hmm. that who was the manager of B2K. There was allegations against him years ago, and now they're coming back up because of the R. Kelly thing. But I don't have enough information to really go into that. Cause I don't, so, I don't want to seem like I'm skirting the issue. I just... I don't want to come on here with half-ass informa- information. Gotcha. Yeah. So, That's the first right of all, if he did it, Karn's going to come back around for his ass, too. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. um, they've been saying for years that he did wild shit to B2K and Immature and all them people. That's me. So. Internet knows all. It's the best mm, PR. Yeah. But, best PR. So, what we're going to move into now is um, Mr. Boy, first name Soldier. King Draco. <laughs> I thought it was Big Draco or Young Draco. Right, you know what? Yeah, it I might be know. Big Draco, but I'm going to call him King Draco right now. He's the king so, of YouTube. I'm going to call him Social Boy. <laughs> <laughs> tell him. So, Please yeah. say to tell him. Tell him. Listen, <laughs> we had, on our previous episode, we talked about Soldier Boy. I think we ripped Soldier Boy for this game system he had. OMG. Are you going to talk about like how he literally is just ripping off electronics? No, no. See, we talked about that already. Because that was actually technically the end of 2018. It's in our Best and Worst podcast. Go listen to it. What I'm talking about is this damn Breakfast Club interview. 
Okay. Drake. Drake. Aubrey. Aubrey Graham in a wheelchair. Yes. What did he hide the kids in the world? Hide the world from his kids. Yes. Yes. So, thing. I just want to address this real fast. I've seen people only like y'all just everybody make fun of him and he just a black man trying to get his money and y'all be so worried about trying to tear people down. Listen, please go do your Googles and get the facts before you jump up and are ready to defend him blindly. Okay. Mm-hmm. These game systems are game systems that he is ordering from AliExpress which is um, like the Amazon of China, but they sell a lot of knockoffs. And they sell a lot, y'all. I want y'all to know. They do more than Amazon in a day. They do money. They do they do numbers over there, okay? Yes. He buys these uh, these systems. He brands them as a soldier game or soldier fuse. He had about five systems out, but they were all knockoffs of previous systems. Nintendo. And... But there's a thing. They were systems that, like, have old games on them, like, from Ninten- Super Nintendo all the way down to, like, the Switch and the PS1 and all that, all on the same system. Which, if you played games, you would know, is not possible. So, Nintendo slapped his ass with a cease and desist, I'm guessing, because they he took them all down off his website, and they took his domain name. Go to SoldierGame.com right now, and it'll redirect you to the Nintendo 3DS page. So... Bruh. So That's it's like crazy. y'all are just like, oh everybody's so up in arms about this these game systems. The game systems are were not feasible in the first place. Yeah, I mean they're I not don't know a system that would be able to play every single game. It would have to be something that was like a a downloadable type thing where you would have to download it. I can't imagine like because you there are different types of slots for different types of cartridges and yes so it's like it's but they're all preloaded on there and this is the thing so it's like ah. and people are just like y'all just tearing them down go i want you to go on his website buy one of these systems because he's charging anywhere between three and six hundred dollars i don't even know if they're up anymore wow. but he was charging anywhere between three and six hundred dollars for these systems what was it called people on youtube if you look up soldier game or soldier fuse or whatever um, you can find them. If you go to Soldier Game, I sound like, I'm serious, it's going to take you to Nintendo. So you're going to have to just Google the game. Well, I, if you go I, on YouTube, people tested these <gasps> things out. It really did take me right to Nintendo. I'm serious. That's crazy. So they were testing them out, and they were like, it's just plastic with, like, a chip in the corner and, like, some controllers. Some of them didn't even come with power, um, power cords. Like, it wasn't, like... You, <laughs> You can't be mad because nobody wants to buy the product if it's not comparable to the thing, the alternative. Like I was saying before we started this podcast, I get my... Yesterday, I had on, I want to say, at least three black-owned businesses that are that make alternatives to regular mass-produced items. I wear Nagash boots instead of Timberlands. They're a comparable item, okay? First of all, I love those boots. They're very comfortable. They keep my feet warm. They keep them dry. Mm-hmm. Just like a Timberland would. Yeah. So, but I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, excuse me. I usually go out of my way to patronize black-owned brands because they don't get as much, uh, they don't get as much publicity or, uh, like, traffic as some other brands do because they're usually small. I'm not just going to buy his product. 
because he is Soldier Boy or because he is a black entrepreneur if he's not selling a an adequate product. That's just that just doesn't make sense. And I think that's the problem with like I think that's our problem. I think we expect support no matter what. Right. And if you're not getting support, oh, you just you're just one of the people that doesn't want to support black owned businesses. It's like no. It's like you have to be held to the same standards as anyone else. If this is like one of these ladies was saying, she was like, Every time I would go to this like seafood place they would always be out of something that i want i think i think that's yeah it's like why is it that you know like you can't just expect me to give you my money because we're both black i'm i'm sorry like you know what we black we gotta i get it we gotta stick together we gotta help each other we gotta help build each other up and everything but just because you have a business and you're black doesn't mean that i should have to hand you my money and but and to be completely honest that takes away from the businesses that because there, there are definitely other black owned businesses who are doing similar things that i could be giving them my money because they're giving me a better product right so I'm just saying, as somebody who regularly supports black-owned businesses, and not is not just out here saying it because it sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Please do the research on your product because then when you the problem is, and this is with any business, especially black-owned businesses, when you get something that's bad, then you want to jump on the internet and be like, "How it's trash." But you were just talking about how we all needed to support last week. Mm-hmm. So it's like you gotta. You, you got to do your, your Googles. But I, I don't want to get stuck on it because we already talked about that. I want to watch this damn interview, okay? Because, I'm not going to lie to you, when I went to this interview, I was fully expecting to just laugh, okay? Because it's Soldier Boy. And he's done some wild shit just like your Bow Wows mm-hmm. in the past few years that have, that have made me just be like, what? So, but some of the stuff he said made sense like him saying oh well i was the start of all these these rappers now being on social media and getting on youtube and doing all these streams and and i'm like he right because because uh he was the first one of the first big rappers like rappers to have a big single and do it through YouTube and it be discovered through YouTube and then blow up. Okay. And then have all the like and be internet based. So I can't take that from him. A lot of stuff he was saying in the interview, I'm like, you're right, bruh. And I, the overall feel I got from it was, you really need a hug. (laughs) (laughs) He wants his just due, is Mm -hmm. what it sounds like. And he is upset because he doesn't get his just due because people don't take him seriously yeah. and people say he killed hip-hop like we was just talking about hip-hop was on the decline before he got here and will be on the decline after he gone mm-hmm. so there are going to be things people don't like about it regardless right okay but i'm not gonna blame him solely for killing hip-hop because some, there are a lot of people especially you know our, our old school rappers like, oh, well, here he come with this dumb shit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if only we knew that it was going to get worse. <laughs> I feel like y'all probably wouldn't have hated Soulja Boy y'all so probably, much. I'm pretty sure if y'all could go back and shake Soulja Boy hand and say, you know what? Maybe we were a little hard on you. I think that we clowned you a little more than we should have. Because I, I feel mean, like that would, that would, that would, that would, uh, 
you know, pacify him a bit. Because he just, right now at this point, he just seems upset. Like, that he had, he's not getting what he is, like, what he feels like he's supposed to. Which is too tr- which is true to an extent. Like, he's not getting, uh, he doesn't get some of the credits that he deserves. But he does still do shit that makes you be like, bruh. Like, Drake! Like, come on, bro. Like, That's the thing nowadays. <laughs> the thing nowadays is to create moments, right? Mm-hmm. So when we say when we when we say something like uh, it's funny and it's crazy as it may sound, when we talk about appreciating our legends, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not our generation, but this generation come up should appreciate their love. Their legend would be Soldier Boy. Let's just put it out there. If you're the first one to break internet, and it may not be for the reasons we consider our legends legends, mm-hmm. but their reasons, their reasons for legends is the person that created a new wave. Right, mm-hmm. who created a bigger wave than Soldier Boy? He created clickbait through that piff. He broke YouTube with all the with that crank that record. I'm gonna be real that. with you. He actually no fault at no fault of his own fell in a weird space. Cause think about it, Soldier Boy was big. Like we just talked about how they played crank that at my prom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Been out of high school for a smooth twelve years at this point. True. <laughs> so you date yourself. I don't care. <laughs> they play cricket at my prom, mm-hmm. and just like or they they play uh, all the other similar music. Oh Jesus! <laughs> they play all the similar music uh, at like at y'all prom, like the the pop lock and drop is the is going down. All all the people who are not out here anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's not you. You fell into that wave where the people who would have listened to you have since moved on and are not really fucking with the new hip hop for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the kids who would be fucking with the new hip hop are too young to really know who you are for real. But here's the thing: is that is is that the case, or is it is that Soldier Boy was the beginning of the ADD era? Right. He he could have like he could very well be the beginning of that era, and I'm not disputing it. I'm saying he wants his roses. He wants somebody to give him his roses while he's still here. However, people who are like you see, we listen to regularly. I would say older hip hop, more lyrical hip hop. We not doing dances with songs no more. But we were his target audience. Oh, uh, because we respect our legends. That too, and it's like. The music he made was cool for what was at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's like he was one of the first people to come out and do a dance with the song. And it's like, we was doing it too. But now our knees is bad and we got kids. And we grown up. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. So you lost your target target audience. Mm -hmm. And you're not putting out music now that is necessarily reaching the kids that are... um, that are consuming hip hop now, yeah. so it's like you kind of fell in a weird space. Like I know what you mean. These kids are listening to like Yellow Yachty's Little Pumps, Little um, Lil Pete. Who? All these rest in peace. The crazy thing is, Lil Pump was the, a front row show of Soldier Boy. So crazy, right? So it's but it's like you have and like the, the XXX guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. XXX Temptation. These are the these are the people they're listening to. Soldier Boy to them is old. Right. 
Right. I get that. So it's like, it's just, it, he's in a weird spot where now, yeah, like, cause, because we didn't take him seriously, we were teenagers. We're not taking you serious and you doing the crank that dance. Yeah. So now when you like, I did all this stuff and I put all this stuff on the map and we sit back and think at it, look at it now and be like, you know what, you're right. But he did have to come out and be like, I want my roses. I need my hug. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though? But I think it's been festering for so long at this point yeah. that it's, it just, it comes out and it is kind of funny. Yeah, no, it's when you it's and I'm not gonna lie to you, that Gucci headband didn't make it no. Yeah, yeah. that y'all look like lasagna. Here's the thing though, a lot of a lot of celebrities came out and gave him his roses, but they also gave him hell because of that headband. If he would have just took the headband <laughs> off, he would have probably been fine. But they, so even Tory Lane said, "Yo, I'll mess with you. Everything you're saying is real, but retire that headband." However, here's my issue. I look the Breakfast Club interview I listened to and I expected it to be funny. I will agree with a lot of people because that's where the whole argument of, oh well, y'all just don't want to see y'all just want to take a black man down. Y'all don't want to see, uh, see him succeed more so because of that everyday struggle interview. Mm. First of all, cancel that fucking show. All right, Joe Button's going. I don't give a fuck about mouse face ass DJ academics. Okay, so let it ride. Just let it go. It's it's done. But the way they were coming at him, the mm-hmm. energy was different. It wasn't even like the Breakfast Club because you know what you get when you come to the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Angela Yee might sit over there and ask very few questions and just sit there. And Charlamagne's going to ask you actual questions right. that may make you uncomfortable. Right. DJ Envy's going to introduce you and ask dumbass questions that we already know the answer to. That's what you're going to get. Everyday struggle from the clips I saw from that interview, they were just going at my man. I'm like, you're you're antagonizing him, DJ Academics. Mm-hmm. And I can't even and far be it from me to be like to defend him with the like I just told y'all this whole rundown of the game system and everything. But the way they were coming at him was just like, for what? Yeah. How is this productive at all? Forget the business on why are you like I feel like he's trying to bring that same energy that Joe Button brought to it when he was confrontational with people, but it don't right. work. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, you gotta just be quiet. You gotta quiet. Well, like, just, I, just hush now, old uh, academic. I'm gonna say Otis. Soldier Boy was 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 really if he really wanted his roses, the record I just heard from him is not good. See, and that's and that's why I, I wanted you to mention that because I haven't heard it yet. I heard the record; it's not that Same. good. If he really wanted his roses. If he should have put out a super dope record, like a super dope record after this rain. And that's what they was telling him on the Burger Club when he was trying to dispute that Tiger had a good comeback year or that Meek Mill had a good comeback year. And they're like, Tiger has been off the map for a minute. Now, I did hear somebody, I was listening to the read, and they were saying that they still play play Tiger out on the West Coast because that's where he big at. But on the national stage, he hasn't been really big since what, like Rack City? Well, no, honestly, taste has taste was the number one record. But that's what I'm saying. They was talking about taste. Yeah, and they were saying it. Can, he had that's a comeback. Yeah, to come back and not have nothing for years, and then come back and have a number one album, and then Meek Mill coming back, being in jail, using his platform, having a number one album, a number one song. He had a legit comeback, that and was he facts. he was just mad. Because I was like, I was like, I was with you for a minute, and then here you go. Mm-hmm. Cause, and this is not even because Meek is from here. I'm saying it's because no, it's on paper, no, 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 no. 
one. Who had a better comeback? Yeah. Number one record, number one album, and fresh out of jail. Um, Keeping his his no his ass out of trouble. That's like who. you can't. So you can't really. Well, and then you also gotta look at when you say comeback. Look at the losses. It's not just how long you've been going. The losses he took. Yeah. To come back to have a number one Because that's where the, the whole Drake clip came from. Because they right. like, he was beefing with one of the biggest rappers in the world. And he's like, Drake? Yeah. Whether you think you taught Drake everything you he know, or you put Drake on, or whatever, or he stole a lyric from you, Drake is still one of the biggest rappers in the world. Like, mm-hmm. let's, whether we want to say that or not, he is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to his be, name is Aubrey, but. And to be. be He's and to be beefing person. with Meek Mill, that could have easily killed Meek's career. We could have had another Ja Rule 50 Cent situation. Oh, okay. Geez. I'm going to tell you, here's the thing. I, <laughs> Let's I, I, I be see honest. What, I see what you're saying, but I don't see... Only because Meek has such a cult following. No. So no, no I want people... I, I, that's another thing. I feel like we in Philly here, we live in this bubble yeah. where because we follow somebody hard body, we really think everybody else be fucking with them. No, nah. no, no. It's not that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Drake can't kill Meek career because Meek appeals to a certain audience that not a lot of artists appeal to. He appeals to a certain audience that Drake's ass ass don't necessarily always appeal to. I agree with that. So because of that alone, Meek will always do 100, 150,000. But will he have a number one? Like, can you, like, coming fresh out of jail because everybody can't do that? Mm -hmm. Remy didn't do that. No, no, no. But, 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 before he went to jail, he had a number one album, right? The, um, I don't know what was his album before that. The joint, uh, the joint, when he, uh, he did a record with Nicki that was a number one record. She actually okay, all right. pushed that. Then she actually pushed him to do the record. He didn't even like the record. Mm-hmm. She pushed him to do it because she was like, yo, you need a radio hit. Because mm-hmm. of that whole thing with Drake, you need a crossover. You need okay. something. You need a bigger fan base. I got you. Did that. Yeah, number one album. Then he went to jail. That's okay. why he couldn't tour. Because mm-hmm. he went to jail. But then he came out and did another number one album. Now, my thing about, I don't think he could have killed Drake's career. But he could have done more damage than he did. You mean Drake? Hmm? You mean Drake couldn't kill yeah, his career? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Drake, I don't think Drake could have killed his career, but he definitely could have did more damage than he did. But this is if, if Meek wasn't strong. I'm be real with you. I feel like on, it it could have went that way because there are plenty of folks who don't respect Drake as a hip hop artist. Yeah, mm. no, not who at all. If Drake body Jew, yeah. they like, all right, well, I mean, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like it, it could have, but I feel like it could have been a mess. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. And he came back and had an right. album, talked, spoke out about criminal justice reform. Like this, Smartest I feel thing like he did. that Man. was a. That was smart. Right? That was that, that was that was smart. Yeah. Use your first of all, use your platform for something good, mm-hmm. okay? Because plenty of people go to jail and be like, you know, you got your your people who go to jail come out and get on Instagram and just go on about their business, okay? And it's fine. You want to go home and live your life and not be bothered because you're not in that cell no more. I'm not mad at you, mm-hmm. but if you want to get up on a national stage and be like, look, this is what needs to happen. This is fucked up. I went through something that was not cool that a lot of people here in the country who don't have my face and who don't have my platform are going through. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. I told y'all that on the podcast way before this. Okay. I'm with that. And I'm with the, I told y'all before, I'm not a huge me fan, but mm-hmm. I've heard some stuff with him on it that I was like, I actually like. Mm. So I can't even be like, I can't dispute that. However, Soulja Boy would like to. So I'm like, you gotta, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> you gotta be honest with yourself. And yeah. that's, the, that's the problem. I feel like, because Brian's always saying self-awareness is key, bro. Okay. You got to be more self-aware. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're right. I, listen, but 
that goes without that goes what I was saying before. That was a rant. A lot of that was ranting. I feel like mm-hmm. he said some truth, but a lot of it was ranting. A lot for of it was, and that's why I was like, bro, you 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 taking away from you. Yeah. And with that attention, I felt like the only thing he did wrong was put out that bad record that's not going to hit hard. <laughs> if you're going to rant like that, instead of dissing Tiger, you should have got Tiger on a record. Like, and that's what Angela Yee said. She said, why don't you work with Tiger? He was like, oh, I really like Tiger. And he's like, she was like, it don't sound like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's the thing. He got a few artists. He said he got a few records with artists in the tuck. And I'm like, okay, if you do... You should have had a better record. Just put him out, bro. Yeah, you should have had a better record, especially for that to be your first comeback record after this big spat. You got all eyes on you right now. You can't afford to drop a C minus record. Sorry, y'all. My my nephew in the other room losing his mind. Yeah, what y'all doing to my son? Uh, but here's the thing. I'm the honest with you. The last thing I remember hearing from, like, hearing about from him was the whole thing with him and Bow Wow supposedly doing an album together, which was like what. So last thing I heard nah. was Pretty Boy Swag. Pretty Boy Swag. Hey. I don't even remember that song. What? Hey. You don't remember Pretty Boy Swag? That was a record. That Pretty was a boy banger. Swag. Hey. hey, that was a I banger. Don't remember it. Wow. I Y'all, listen. Record. I was in a totally different space. So I say <laughs> at the crank that I was like, all right, and then I heard Don't, and then I just kind of I remember Kiss, kiss me, me Through, through the, the Phone yeah. Kiss Me Through the Phone I'll tell y'all yo this is Soldier Got Records that's bro. the thing like I know it's he like, had songs but I don't remember Pretty Boy Swag at all mm. I, I'm not cause I, I, I can't like I'm not even being funny I really don't I think he had a joint with Nicki too I'm not sure was I, it Nicki that he had a joint with well Nicki used Donk for Itty Bitty Piggy that's what it was that's what it was okay so it wasn't Nicki so I but here's the thing I just want him he needs guidance if he really wants to get into being an entrepreneur and having his hands in multiple pots, he just needs somebody who really knows what they're doing to mentor him and tell him what he should do, what his next step should be. Yeah. Instead of doing this because it's like we, people people be out here talking a big game about, oh, we got to support, but are you going to really go out and buy that system? No. And then you got other people who are just like, I'm not buying it because it's trash. So you need somebody who's going to get you, you can get with to be like, look, if you really want to venture outside of music, this is what you can do. And really plan it and really go about it the right way. So mm-hmm. it's like, and you know, you need to, you need that. Yeah. Like, and, and it's interesting because, like, I feel like maybe, maybe he don't feel like he's getting, like, his credit. But I was thinking about it. And then that's when I started looking up the Feels Like Summer video mm-hmm. because I remember he was in it. Did you see it? I did. Was he in the video? He was. He was in the video. And in the video, he was talking to uh, Little Pump and who was it? Trippy Red. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was him. Yeah, that's Soldier Boy. And he's talking that's to. That's right. Right. That's he's, right. He's, he's, what is he doing? He's sitting on the lawn. And what is he doing? He's talking to. The younger, younger generations right. who right. would have been who would have come up under him exactly, and so I feel like you know I think like sometimes people feel like they're not getting their credit where it's due, or it's not necessarily well, that you're not getting it; it's maybe that you're not looking in the right place. It's not louder. It. It's not louder because it, yeah, or it's not coming from the people he, he, he wants, wants to, come to hear to. it from, right? Mm-hmm. Because here you have, and we can't, and, and let's not pretend like feels like summer wasn't like a great video. It I mean, video. It, it was an amazing video. I enjoyed that. I don't know anybody who didn't see it. And I don't know anybody who did see it that didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So like to sit here and say, you're not getting credit 
for what you've done, maybe you're not looking at who's giving you credit mm-hmm. and where that credit is coming from. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you can't have more credit and there's not people that can, you know, really tell you, like, yo, you really did, like, step up the whole, like, being a viral, like, rap, crank that, dance type artist. But, you know, at the same time, don't forget that, you know, there are people Somebody. who are out here acknowledging what you've done. Yeah. And and that's what they did in that but, video. And that was like, I was like, the first thing I thought, I was like, damn, I remember Soldier Boy was in that video. And he was talking to Little Pump and I didn't know who the other person was. No, I think you guys, I think y'all right. But again, that goes back to what we were saying before. He did this whole rant for attention. Mm-hmm. He did this at a, because first of all, him doing it in this climate is brilliant. And I'm going to tell you why. We're not in an era where people are going to acknowledge you if you don't first acknowledge yourself. This is the era. Like, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, people, you're going to have pushback, just yeah. like LeBron in that GOAT comment. Mm-hmm. You're going to have pushback. Other people going to start talking about you, though. Right. But here's the thing. LeBron had to say that. You know why? Because we're not in an era where... back. See, back when we was coming up, Jordan didn't have to say he was the best. We just acknowledged him. Yeah. In this era... He is the best, right. Right. In this era, you're not going to get that if you don't stick your chest out and perform. You got to first... Hey, look, I'm the best, and everybody's going to look at you like you're crazy. Then when you drop 60, oh, dang, he right. Maybe he is the best. Exactly. That's how this ever goes. Yeah. So I think he went about it right the, where he went wrong at, again, like I told y'all, the C-minus record. You can't, if you're going to say that, and you're going to put that bold statement out there, because he says, he says some oh, truth, God. but if you're going to say, I'm the godfather, you better put a Godfather record on. Yeah. You're not wrong. got to be something else. You know. It got to be something where everybody looking at like, yo, this is a potential number one. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Soldier Boy out here. Yeah. You put that record out, we're going to forget about you in a week or two. When the memes stop being funny, we're going to forget about you. Right? <laughs> you definitely ain't going to get your just due. And that's the that's this generation. <laughs> that's what it is. But I want to I wanna wrap it because we, we've been in here for a minute. Uh, but that, I mean, honestly, that all ties back to what we was talking about in the cipher. Mm-hmm. You gotta acknowledge your legends in each era. And if these kids were to go back and be like, you know what, Soldier Boy really did lay the blueprint for what I'm doing now. Right. Maybe That's things would have been different. Yeah. So. That's true. I'm because so obviously somebody noticed it because they put it in the video. They put it in the video. Thank you, Godfather so, G Rap and Uncle Hove. Here he go with the. <laughs> y'all, I just want y'all to understand. Y'all gonna start. I'm gonna start putting the. We gonna put a pool together to see whether or not he gonna say something about G Rap in every episode. That's but the, look, that's been our episode. I want to give a quick shout out to our production company, Spaces Philly. I make sure y'all go check them out. Check out all the other podcasts. Um. On the, over on there, they're gonna be coming out with um, a new podcast shortly, uh, or re- are resurrecting, I say, a new podcast, another podcast, um, Lulu and Pop. Uh, you have my husband's podcast, uh, No Gimmicks Needed and Nerdgasm Talk. If you're into wrestling and or nerd news, you have. Uh, I'll let you tell them about your. Hey, you got drunk thoughts, sober tongue. I will be doing another episode soon so just be ready for it it's coming i know y'all getting sick and tired of me saying it's coming and it hasn't come yet but it's coming all right let them know where to find you at uh you can find me on anchor fm uh also check out my instagram i've really been acting crazy lately oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> love underscore brand 88 i'm pretty funny if i must say so myself i guess i'll be the judge of that right now because i'm gonna look you oh okay judging. So, <laughs> oh i love it so i'm yeah. putting out my soldier boy statement listen <laughs> but, i need my just do 
I'm sick. <laughs> but he's one. He'll be on uh, Spaces Philly soon enough as well. So look hey. out for that. And they've also got some changes coming. Um, check out my husband's channel, Nerd Coalition, on YouTube. Um, they've decided to change their format, so they got some some stuff in the works over there as well. And um, that's it. So thank y'all for listening to another episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. And the Turntables crew is out. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All Dew.